Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show online. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show i'm sitting here sitting over there in san antonio spurs gear the 210 baby always the duchess of the dorks it's ashley pickle hello ashley hello how are you friday happy friday it is it is is, it's a good friday it's a good friday other than the rain which is not here yet but is apparently imminent it is supposed to hit about three yeah three i it's pouring in denton right now i was told so is it coming south Mm -hmm. i think so oh okay I would assume so. Maybe east, west. We're, I don't know. Welcome to our weather podcast. Um, <laughs> what's uh, do we have first fourth? What I love is that anybody <laughs> listening on the podcast is going to be like, okay, so they're telling me the weather from three hours ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At best, three hours, hours ago. ago. <laughs> uh, do we have first fourth through the door? We sure do. It was Brent Homan, Daniel Agnew, Jacob John, and Tony. Welcome in, guys. Uh, and sitting to my right. Oh, do you have a name today? Do you have something? I do. Hold on. Oh, okay. The Arsenal one to my Leeds United zero, our West African Prince. Yeah, that was fun. Hey, uh, I I gotta tell you, QPR also still alive in the FA Cup. Oh, nice. Wins the draw (sighs) because all like I don't think our teams have ever played. Like I don't think not since QPR got relegated years ago. Yeah, Uh, QPR never played Liverpool when Pucci was here. Right. QPR has never played Crystal Palace, um, which is. Jahan's, I guess, theoretical team. And then you right. and Step, uh, you most especially, but Step has glommed on to Arsenal as well. Yeah. Um, so when's the draw? The FA, it's, we're talking about the FA Cup, by the way. Oh, they already drew. Uh, we got Bournemouth. Oh, who's QPR? QPR has Tell me. QPR. Oh, God. Uh, Sheffield oh. Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, there you go. That. Let's go. <laughs> have they <laughs> scored like eight more goals since uh, the last they time? Are, they have not played since then, but they oh, have okay. still played two matches and scored 11 goals. That's so they are. Ratio. Humming right now, uh, and couple, including a couple of worldies. They're great. Anyway, today is Friday, January tenth, two thousand and twenty. Three hundred twenty-one days until Thanksgiving. Episode eight eighty-one. Eight eighty-one is the Billy Ripken episode uh, in alphabetical order. Billy Ripken, 
Uh, most notable. Does anybody know <laughs> in this room know what Billy Ripken's most notable for? I do not. Well, he's related to Cal. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, but most notably, he has a uh, an iconic baseball card that I cannot describe any further than that. If you just want to Google Billy Ripken baseball card, you'll get a little something. <laughs> On today's show, guys, we're going to talk a little bit about a piece that went up where we were going to talk about the 10 highest, best offenses in Texas high school football in 2019, the highest scoring offenses in the state of Tejas. And then, back half of the show, we're going to do, we're going to do a thing called the Mailbag Leftovers. So, what we do is uh, Will, like Will <laughs> our, what's well, called the Leftovers then? Okay. Uh, the Will, cleaning out the fridge, that's what we'll call it. <laughs> Will uh, Wilkerson, our digital director, is going to be uh, doing a, a mailbag um, article on TexasFootball.com that we're all going to kind of help out on, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he sends us a bunch of questions. Uh, theoretically, there will be a couple that we don't get to, but we actually got to all of them this year, week, apparently. Uh, so Ashley's going to pick a number of those, and we're going to rattle, we're going to riff on those. A lot of them have to do with football. Some of them don't. Yeah, it we'll should be. A, I, Will said his goal was to have it up by noon. So it well, also, let's find out. I'm going yeah, to TexasFootball.com right now. Also, check out that is there a mailbag? There is not a mailbag. thrown together graphic. Oh. Look at that. That's great. Well, anyway, uh, there's that. Okay, one thing to note, a small technical note. You retweeted this. Did you see this? Did you see this, this, um, this Twitter bracket that we're involved in? Oh. So a, a Twitter account called Texas Sports Life, generic, um, <laughs> Texas Sports Life, it's at TX Sports Life, is doing a bracket, 64-team bracket, I believe, of the most iconic Texas brands, the most iconic brands in Texas. Okay, I retweeted. Did you find mm-hmm. it? Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing it now. And... I'm happy to say we are on the list. That like Dave Campbell's bracket. Texas football is in the bracket. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. We are seated. Tw- I believe he did it by yeah by uh, followers. Twitter followers. Yeah, which for okay. everyone who on my quote tweet is like getting mad at me for the seating. I didn't. We, we have nothing to do I with didn't this. Do I it. literally <laughs> like, it got tweeted into my feed yesterday. Yeah, I retweeted it. And that's that's yeah. all, the only involvement we have in it. But, but it was now by we're Twitter. Follow at first, right. Whole Foods is the first seed, so I do understand. Like at first, I was like, "Yeah, what in the world? Like you're going to tell me like not even like Whataburger?" Oh. Or, well, that, that, well that, that's, that's a good thing. Like I want to I want to kind of ask you guys that right now. If you had to pick regular NCAA style, you know, number one seeds, yeah. pick your four number one seeds for Texas brands. Dave oh. Campbell's Texas football. The <laughs> goat. Sure. <laughs> Whataburger's up there. Yes. Right. Uh, I'd I say would. Bucky's. Bucky's is probably up there. Mm, I don't think so. I need to go. I need so? to look at the bracket. I need to look through this. I'm, I, I, I was HEB. I was no, about to say no. This that's H-E-B. my thing. So I think my number one seeds. Without even looking at the bracket, Whataburger, HEB are number one seeds. I agree. Um, those are those are your one two in some order. Right. Yes. Right. Because like Dr Pepper. Uh, Dr Pepper's a big one. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, because yes, I would love to say Dave Campbell's, but I do know like sports aren't everything in Texas, and so like there is somebody out there that's like Disagree. they know H E B, but they don't know Dave Campbell's. But so the thing is, it's 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 actually it's an I'm interesting. Like, basically, these are things that are that are I believe headquartered or started in Texas, right? So Big Red is on here. Mm-hmm. That's a low key, really good. That's one. a deep cut. But the UIL's on here. The UIL yeah. is yeah. ranked twenty second. They have a first round matchup with oh, Rudy's Blue Bell. Bluebell. Blue that's nice. probably knocked down a couple pegs after a couple years ago. Anyway, um, that's a sleeper. <laughs> so, all right. 
All that said, we're in the bracket, right? Apparently, yeah. this voting is going to be on here and stuff like that. We yeah. would appreciate your vote. We have a first-round matchup coming up against Stripes. Ooh. I don't want to disparage a potential sponsor. <laughs> I want to be very careful with what we I say here. Stripes, stripes on also our road But trip. hey, Stripes. <laughs> hey, Stripes. Oh, one camera. Here we go. I hey, got Stripes. You. In this one particular thing, we would love your business here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Yeah. But in this one particular thing, You're going down. it's on. <laughs> it's on. <laughs> the, the switch has been flipped to on. Uh, yes. If we get past that, we would have a matchup with either Chili's or Nolan Ryan Beef. I fear Nolan Ryan Beef more than I fear Chili's. They, there was another you do? Yes. Man. Even though I've, I don't know. Chili's is the king of the casual dine-out. I know, but at the same time, I feel like we have a good shot to get past Chili's. So. Did y'all read this too? He, like in the like, they followed up the tweet and said, "In order for a brand to qualify for this tournament, it must be easily identified to be Texan, meaning yep. it must be founded in Texas and its headquarters have to be in Texas." Okay. Some of these, I was looking at them and going, "I'm not exactly sure how that ended so, up on there, yeah. so but it makes sense." So here's the other thing: I was like, Stripes will divide. Shiner, Stripes will. Shiner was on there. Shiner could have been. I think we have to forgive South Texas if they go with Stripes over us. I agree. I agree. So everyone else, we need you. Yeah. All right. Whenever that voting goes up. But then the other thing is that if we get past that, let's say we get to the third round. That would be great. That would be awesome. Mm -hmm. You know who we're probably running into? Hold on. I got to see. Go look at who we're probably running into. Oh, I saw someone say uh, third round would be tough. I don't remember who it was up against. I'm going to wait for Ish to find it. Wait. Go ahead. Look at it. <laughs> There's an obvious one that's going to win. It's not Bucky's. the high seed one. Yeah, Bucky's. Bucky's yeah. We run into Bucky's in the third round. That's tough. That's yeah. tough. That's, that's a killer. Tough. That's a killer. That's, yeah. that's a killer. But if, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. Is we've we got a shot. But if we oh, make it's it a out tough there, draw. If we make it out, of, make there, it out of there, If we make it out of there, I think we're in the region. I th- think so. I think we're in the region. And then, you know what? Bring it on, Shiner. Shiner beer. Shiner, yeah. Shiner beer. It's tough. We got put in a tough part of the yeah, Look, we got, a, we got a bad draw. We got a tough draw. We had a tough draw. Although, the UIL, Ooh. UIL got ruined. Yeah. See, uh, I'm, I'm first, looking, I'm round, looking. first round, Rudy's. Then they're probably seeing HEB. If, unless HEB gets upset by Luby's. Shout out, Luby's. Oh, my God. What is it? The uh, the Luan Platter? The Luan Platter. <laughs> and then they're, uh, then they're probably either seeing the, the Houston Rodeo or Bluebell. Oh, my God. They're getting... Yeah, the UIL, UIL probably love got the you guys. Worst, Y'all are getting wrecked. And then and then everybody's just playing second place because Whataburger's just because Whataburger is the king. Of, I mean, Whataburger's an undisputed Whataburger. You could probably pencil into at least the semifinals. Yeah, yeah, at uh, least. Man. Kirk Lewis was confident that Bucky's is overrated. I'm going to completely say no. I think Bucky's is totally Bucky's rated is properly correctly. Rated. We yeah. love Bucky's. We we, we stand Bucky's. Big Bucky's. Okay, all right. There's that. It's at TX Sports Life. Uh, whenever the voting comes up, we'll definitely all tweet about it. So please, <laughs> please vote for us. Follow along. This is us. This is us trying to rig this dumb Twitter thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right. I've got a piece up on TexasFootball.com. We're doing a thing each week. It's going to be the um, it's it's Texas high school football inside the numbers. Hmm. Where basically we're going to take kind of a, a data dive into um, some of the uh, you know what we can learn about. Uh, last year and what we can learn about the year coming forward. Obviously, there will be a lot of data with realignment coming up, but uh, what will be very interesting is what, um, you know, what we can dis- – we'll have a good idea of, of things that we can break down once realignment comes down. But a lot of what we're doing in the early part is looking back in 2019 because 2019 is still pretty fresh. And so I took a look at the highest scoring offenses in the state of Texas. We're talking about 11, man. Um, we'll do six man down the road a little bit, but we're talking about eleven man right now. And the highest scoring attacks in Texas high school football in 2019, and I will tell you, some of these I think you could guess. Mm-hmm. 
some of them surprised me. When I was yes. kind of crunching the number, I was like, oh, they really they really did light it up. Uh, so we'll go 10 to 1. Number 10 was Highland Park. I don't think that's necessarily a surprise. Nope. Uh, I think Highland Park averaged 52.6 points per game. They are uh, – Chandler Morris was cooking. This was an offense that was really humming. Beyond that, they had – even in their very tough games, they tended to score, right? Um they were it really the only two times their offense got kind of held in check were against Frisco Lone Star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, Lancaster held them down a little bit, but overall they were able to, to kind of light it up there. That so, Lancaster game went into overtime too, so that helped yes. with the scoring aspect of it. Absolutely. So they are number 10. Number nine, Do it. San Armadillos! <laughs> uh, the Armadillos of San Saba are number nine. Um, they averaged 53, point three, 53 even um, points per game. And a lot of that, they did a lot of damage in the middle part of their schedule where they were running up 55, 63, 70 on Snook. They were scoring in bunches. And then the one time basically they got held down was when they lost. Um, they, held, they, they lost tw- 14 to 12 to Valley View. Um, I know that I think Sean O'Keefe got a little nicked up in that game. Mm-hmm. Valley View came out with a terrific – we saw Valley View in person. And, I mean, it was easy to see why Valley View was able to kind of match up with them and maybe and maybe hold them down. Yeah. Uh, but bes- if you take away that game, their lowest scoring output in a game was 43 points against Valley Mills. <sighs> that is pretty good. Number eight, this surprised this me. Was the, yeah, this was the one that this surprised, surprised me. me. Number eight was Red Oak. Red Oak was the eighth highest scoring team in Texas high school football in 2019. And really, a lot like I guess, because I think of them as a defensive team. But what they did was they made hay in district. They were pretty much pretty clearly once they got past South Oak Cliff in District Six Five A Division Two, they were pretty clearly the dominant force. I mean, they beat Jefferson seventy seven to nothing. They beat Adamson seventy to nothing. They beat Conrad eighty four to nothing. They like. They rang up some numbers against those teams. And by the way, then they played like Everman in the playoffs, and they hung 55. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was an offense that was really explosive. Uh, they were, I would say, the beneficiary of a schedule that we can now call manageable for them mm-hmm. after the fact. But 53.3 points per game, it, it was really, really impressive uh, from them. Number seven on the list. Rebs are back, baby. It's Midland <laughs> Lee. Midland Lee clocks in at number seven, 53.6 points per game. And Loic Fungi... And uh, the offense was was humming. They were they were excellent. Obviously, you know they're uh, they they got an outstanding uh, kind of breakout year from Mikey Serrano, their quarterback. Uh, but they had back to back games. In fact, they had this stretch in the middle of the season, from September thirteenth through November. No, that's October twenty fifth. They had a six game stretch where they scored fifty five or more points. That is impressive. Uh, they they played El Paso Montwood twice and they hung 72 on them the first time and 65 the second time. This is an offense that was very hard to stop. Midland Lee was the seventh highest scoring offense. Number six was Corpus Christi Miller. Another kind of now that we know what they were mm-hmm. before the season, few told me, "Hey, Corpus Christi Miller is going to have the sixth highest scoring offense in the state." Yeah, I'd be like, Okay. Uh, cool. Sure. <laughs> All yeah. right. Have fun with that. All right. We'll like, CBD is the good part. That's yeah. the one you want. Not the, <laughs> right. right. Um, but they lit it up, okay? 79 points in their opener against San Antonio Highlands really set the tone for them. 
Um, and they were, I mean, Andrew Bodie, their quarterback, was terrific. The receivers were great. This was an offense that was incredibly hard to stop, even in their playoff loss. Mm-hmm. Go ask Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial if playing that offense is fun. Corpus Christi, they split games with them, and the first one was 50-43 to Miller, and the second one was 56-49 Vets. Like, that's the style of games they played. They played, whenever they were playing close games, they were because they were shootouts. So, uh, they come in at number six. Number five, McKinney North. Another surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, f- same same uh, average, 50, uh, 54.1 points per game. And another team that, that what's impressive to me is that they didn't make hay in their district. Like, yeah. their district, they were in the district. John Tyler with, with Mesquite Poteet, like, they won the district. But what they were able to do was just consistently be excellent offensively 56 points against Rockwell Heath 62 points against Texas High 63 points against Mesquite Poteet I mean uh you know Magno- they hung 70 in their playoff win over Magnolia West the like time they were held below 30 was against that great Lancaster defense. Lancaster uh-huh. defense exactly that's the only time they were held below 30 so McKinney North was number was t- I guess technically tied for fifth uh, Miller and North uh next up is a bunch of 2A teams Shiner is next Shiner averaged 55.6 points per game, and I don't think there's really any surprise there. This is a team we expected to be excellent. Uh, they were. Uh, they had an unbelievable running game with Donye Taylor uh, you know, leading the way. Doug Brooks was excellent as well, and they were able to throw the ball uh, a fair amount as well. This is an offense that was really humming, 55.6 points per game. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, you look at even just their playoff games. They're, fr- like, 77 points against Freer, 55 points against Hearn, and then they play Refurio, and mm-hmm. obviously that game's pretty legendary down there in South, South Texas. But they remember, they scored 43 points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 55.6 points per game. Just edging them, Panhandle. Panhandle's at number three at 55.7 points per game. Every game was a track meet with Panhandle. Exactly. <laughs> Every single time they played, it was like, let's cut the brakes. Yeah. Um, they were an offensive juggernaut, in large part, uh, you know, thanks to thanks to their their you know the the, the way that their offense uh, was able to, to to light it up. Houston Heck was great. Uh, this was a team that really was outstanding, even in their losses. Right, they lost to Wellington, sixty to forty one. Yeah. Right. Uh, they lost uh, to to Stinnett West Texas, seventy seven to fifty two. Mm-hmm. Uh, they that lost. Nuts. They lost their <laughs> playoff game to Sundown, sixty to fifty six. Like they were humming offensively. They were the third highest scoring team. So they were the top two, which were just by the way. By point so one point, they were decided by the second highest scoring team in the state, San Augustine. The Wolves of San Augustine, the second highest scoring team in the state, fifty-seven point six points per game. They ran the ball really well. Kavorian Barnes and T.J. Thomas Davis uh, combined for more than thirty-three hundred yards and forty-five touchdowns on the ground. But I think that Jaden Hicks, their quarterback, was what made them even more explosive mm-hmm. that they were able to throw the ball. He threw for 2000 yards and 32 touchdowns that those passing numbers are not like overwhelming. There are guys who threw for, you know, 3,800 yards this year. Right. But when you add that and that's your like change up, mm-hmm. that's yeah. what made them so dangerous. Uh, and San Augustine was the second highest scoring team in the state, but the highest scoring team in the state in 2019 the Eagles of Humble Atascacita, Coach Craig Stump and company, averaged 57.7 points per game. And Bryce Matthews was incredible. Threw for 3,400 yards, I want to say. And he spread it around to a lot of different guys. They had four different receivers uh, who, who, in Dylan Robinson, Darius Edmonds, A.J. Bob, and Landon King, who each had more than 600 yards receiving. Um, they were held under 42 points once. They were held under 42 points, and that was Katie, right? Mm-hmm. They played North Shore, 
And how many did they score against North Shore? Yeah. Four, 49? 49? Something yeah. like that. Against North Shore. Yeah, 49. Uh, this was an offense that was incredibly hard to stop. Nobody was able to figure it out. And so Umbla Tascacita, the highest scoring offense in the state of Texas in 2019 for 11 men teams. So there you go. We it's got just four. nuts that that's the av- like these are the averages. <laughs> the averages. They, like, average- it's not they the rolled out point. of bed yeah. and scored 57 yeah. points. Yeah. yeah. That's the not the average. Yeah, that's exactly. nuts so, to think about. Uh, you can check out my piece on TexasFootball.com. Uh, the top 10 high- Texas high school ball offenses in 2019. Coming up next week. We'll do the defenses and don't spoil it. Let me let me do the thing and then you can click and read it. So there you go. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football on Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. All right. A few more minutes left in this week of programming and with that we're cleaning out the fridge cleaning out the fridge it's hashtag ask dctf uh, we're going to do these weekly mailbags during the off season uh, that you can tweet your questions to hashtag ask dctf and william wilkerson will gather them all together and then send them to us and say give me content and we will mm-hmm. so i've tasked ashley with picking five of the random questions we were posed uh, and, and we will just go off the cuff. We literally do not know which questions you're going to ask. All right. So, Well, I figured we could start off with a football one before we get to a not football one. So Tyler Johnson asked, uh, who do you see in next year's 4A D1 state title game? He said he's expecting Argyle and Lampasas. So what's interesting is we do not have realignment quite yet. Yep. Right. But one thing to remember is that we will have a new 4A Division One state champion. That is a stone-cold guarantee. I'll say it right now, loud and proud, on January 10th. <laughs> because Carthage is going to Division 2. Carthage is going to drop from 4 Division 1 to 4 Division 2. Uh, and they're going to be a problem. But if you're looking at who's left, right, you're looking at what the way that things are going to break out in 4A Division 1. I mean, look... It's going to be easy to look at the team that came up just a little bit short mm-hmm. in La Vega, right? Mm-hmm. La Vega is a um, is a a juggernaut team, uh, a team that's going to bring it back a fair amount of, of their studs from last year. Um, but the question is, who is going to be able to is is somebody going to be able to, to challenge them? I will say this: there is also another drop down mm-hmm. that you should probably consider. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this. But Corpus Christi Cal Allen is dropping down to 4A Division mm-hmm. 1. A long-time problem in 5A Division 2. They are dropping down, as is Corpus Christi Miller, Miller. by the way. Okay? So, look, a lot of this... Isn't is Calhoun, too? Uh, I want to say, yes, Port Lavoie Calhoun. So, I mean, so, if you want to say Region 4, because, yeah. spoiler alert, I, we, it would be pretty stunning if they weren't in Region 4. Right. I would say that you look at Region 4 and say, maybe maybe it's coming from there. Mm-hmm. I think Argyle's, Argyle's got to find a quarterback. They're replaced, they got to replace Bo Hogaboom, but they can just go out to the quarterback tree and <laughs> pluck one there. I, I, feel good about, I feel good about Argyle. Um, I would keep an eye on Brownwood. That's what I said in my answer. I said, this might sound really odd, but don't sleep on him like, for the next couple mm-hmm. of years. I think Brownwood's got a chance. But right now, if you're asking me, like, gun to my head, not knowing what realignment's going to do. Because, by the way, Lampasas and La Vega, those are squads that could go... In the same district. They could go in two different regions. They could like go <laughs> any which way. Yeah. So we don't know. 
right now, not knowing realignment, yeah. I would say Cal Allen against Argyle. That's my pick. Yeah, that, that's, that's – I was going to say something similar. Fun, yeah. yeah, I'll say that. Lane Two Pass contrasting is, styles, too. That'd be a lot of fun. Lane yeah. Passes does have Ace Whitehead back, but I know they lose a lot of the offensive and defensive lines. Mm-hmm. That's and gonna be I a believe challenge. they lose their best receiver as well. I think I'm that's not true. Totally sure, yeah. So keep an eye on that. I will say right now on January 10th, I'd go Argyle, Cal Allen, knowing full well there's a safety in that because yeah. they are definitely going to be on different sides of the bracket. Mm-hmm. La Vega, obviously, wherever they go is going to be in that mix as well. But that's my pick right now. What's next, Ashley? Up next. So we had a couple of people ask us this one, actually. Um, A lot of questions about if it aggravated us that Chandler Morris did the horns down when he announced his commitment to OU. (laughs) What are your thoughts? No. No, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't. Who cares? But this is me, and maybe this is a generational thing. I think it's a generational thing Mm. because uh, the – Older generation grew up where celebrations were like real no nos, mm-hmm. right? It's like you're not going to do that. You don't want to have fun playing. Sports. You don't want to have fun fun playing sports. I think celebrations are awesome. Yeah. Like I okay, Jose Bautista for the Toronto Blue Jays mm-hmm. broke my heart uh, in a playoff game and hit a uh, missile three run homer to basically crush my favorite team's dreams. And then threw and his bat into the mezzanine. A, <laughs> threw, and threw his bat, did a bat flip. And you know what? That's pretty kick ass. Greatest I'm bat sorry. Flip. That's awesome. If if the Rangers didn't want him to bat flip, you know what they should have done? Struck him out. Struck him out. Because yeah. I guess, guess what? He wouldn't have bat flipped if yeah. he didn't strike out. I'm a bad fit. And so, look, if you're Texas and you're upset that Chandler Morris threw the horns down, do a better job recruiting him. Well, yeah, that one. And, like, to me, I think my generation was probably the last, the born in the early 90s generation is probably the last one that grew up with, like, only Texas is the most consistently on TV team. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. like, you know, people who grew up in the early 2000s, somebody like a Chandler Morris, who, or who was born in the early 2000s, somebody like Chandler Morris or these recruits now, they grew up watching LSU and Oklahoma and Alabama as much as Texas on national television. And so they don't have find that affinity no. for like you know uh, I, I you know they don't grow up watching Texas they grew up watching everybody everyone and so there isn't this like they don't feel this affinity to necessarily you know for for from somebody like Chandler Morris who commits to Oklahoma it's like cool like net, he probably grew up watching Oklahoma and he probably like it's probably cool and pretty you know he likes to get under people's he might he might like to get under people's skin too here's here's the one thing because like that's one thing like a lot of athletes find motivation in different ways and some people like to troll and get under people's skin to, to get an edge so. here's the other thing I'll say and I've long thought this yeah to, OU doesn't have a hand signal yeah right their like, hand signal is the horns their whole down. their <laughs> hand they could be playing Penn State right. and they still and they'll throw yeah. the horns down because that is their de facto hand signal right right mm-hmm. and like look it uh, it's a rivalry mm-hmm. if you if you want if you like if you if you don't like quit playing them then mm-hmm. like if if, if right. it bothers you that much like quit playing them but like to me that is that is proof positive that Texas lives rent free in Oklahoma's head like they can beat them on the field but obviously like you're thinking about them constantly that's what it says to me right and yeah and I think another thing is too you can't like like I mean I grew up a Longhorn fan do I ever want to see the horns down no not really but I think that you cannot blame him also for trying to go ahead and connect with the people like his supporters like that's what he was trying to do is go ahead and 
get in on the bandwagon, you know? So I issue some breaking news. Okay. Gilmer will have a new coach. Ooh. Matt Turner has announced his retirement today. That is rather surprising. Wow. That is a large job open. Okay. Uh, Caleb Beams is reporting that. He has has the... um, he has the um, the press release from them, but he is uh, at Caleb T- KTRE in Lufkin. Anyway, there you go. There's some wow, breaking news. Cool. What's next? All right. Up next, uh, Tanner Wilson asked, if there was ever a chance to play a Texas high school football game in a foreign country, which country or countries could embrace it the most? I think there is a natural tie to our North American neighbors. And mm. I think that you're seeing prep football kind of take a little bit of a hold in – um, both of these places mm-hmm. in Mexico and I was about Canada. To say, yeah, Mexico's. Um, and I'd love you know, like we have Mexican teams come up to Texas every mm-hmm. year. Um, uh, all of all of those te- uh, Monterey Tech mm-hmm. and uh, there's another one that comes up all the time that I it's escaping me. Yeah, I think this one's easy. It's it's Mexico. It's Mexico. Like yeah. I mean, play a return you, game. You want to find a team, a country that has cowboy fans and you know when the Rams were in L.A. and Oakland things like that. Like yeah, I think. You can say like people probably want to say England and things like that. Like yes, when the NFL goes there, England embraces them when they go to Wembley and all that stuff. But like as far that's the NFL. Like yes. I feel like as far as every level of football, college, high school, I feel like Mexico would be the one to embrace any level of high level of, of yeah, football. At, I at agree. Some point, so I agree. So uh, yeah, I would say Mexico is the obvious choice. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to get weird. Did you see what I put in the Slack yesterday? Do you know that Japan has a football league? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I just heard about that. that. Yeah. I, uh, and apparently, I was reading up on it. They have a limit. You can bring in American players, mm-hmm. but there's a hard limit of four. Okay. You can have four That's a weird American, American players. A I think that it's because it's like you can have an impact, but like the the but the majority of the team has to be homegrown. Right. Which I appreciate. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Anyway. Yeah, they, yeah, they played, uh, what they called The Japan Bowl? The... All Japan Bowl. What's the name of that? It's a Japan Japan X Bowl. Hmm. It's called the X League. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> What's next, Ashley? Let's do two more. Um, at DDM sixteen HS asked um, if y'all three were coaches and had to pick a dream job from every classification, <sighs> what would it be? Like one from each. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, I actually did answer NFL. this one. This was the one okay. I did. So I well, well, I, I didn't. Okay. I answered this one. So. I have selfish reasons for all of these. 1A, Ford Davis. Hell yeah. Because, come on now. Hell yeah. I'm a mountain man in the offseason. Um, 2A, I said any one of Refurio, Shiner, or Mason because I want to be part of that yeah. three-way dance just every year. bloodbath. Yeah, I just want to see how that the game plan that goes into that. 3A, Alpine. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> buddy, you're singing, you're singing Come on my now. song. Come on now. I can make the playoffs because they're always in like a four, two, three team district, and then I can just live in Alpine. There you're singing. Time. You're singing Come my song, man. Yeah, uh, get Sol Ross season tickets. Four A, uh, Pleasant Grove or Carthage, because I want to see if it's as easy as those guys make it seem. Mm. It's not, but uh, it I is not. See it. Five <laughs> uh, A, Fort Ben Marshall, just because I want to change the fight song to Mo City Don. So I don't know if the band can play that, but this, that's not this, my if you if you were ever wondering if you were ever wondering uh, why. Ish is the highest paid member of the staff. <laughs> it's things like that. And then my last one's an actual real answer. Uh, 6A, like Travis, just because I think it's the best job when you could consider places to live, standard, facilities, things like that. Okay. So. I'm going to do this off the top of my head. I really have not yeah. planned this. In 6A, I am going to go with South Lake Carroll. Okay. I think yeah. that you've got all the facilities you need. I think you've got a situation where you have a lot of two-parent homes. 
Um, you've got kids who, and, and I think that you've got kids who are, you know, that is one of the things is that uh, in the end you want to be at a, I think, a school with means. Mm-hmm. South Lake Carroll's a school with means. Yeah. It's not why they win, but it's it helps, mm-hmm. right? 5A. In 5A, I want to go with Cal Allen. Okay. And Corpus Christi. Mm-hmm. One, you get to live in Corpus Christi. Yep. Sure. Pretty That's great. what I was going to say. Corpus Christi's great. And secondly, like, there is such a tradition there, and it's hard-nosed kids that I think you could do a lot of really good things there. I'm going to go with them in, in, there. In 4A, golly, this is tough because there's a lot of really good 4A programs. Um, I'm going to go with Port Isabel because I want to live on the beach. <laughs> in 3A, <clears throat> God bless it. You go with a team like Gunner. Mm-hmm. Gunner would Lano. be a good one. Go to Lano. <laughs> Lano's beautiful. Because um, the other thing is, I got to think of somewhere that I could talk my wife into living to. Yeah, that's you know, what, 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 what classification Alpine's is Fredericksburg? Is there four A? Four A. That would have yeah. been my four A choice. Four A. Yeah, my, I could talk my wife into moving to Fredericksburg. Oh, yeah. tomorrow. Um, yeah, so I'll go with uh, I'll go with Lano just for Aww. the pickle. Sting them. Two A. I think you're right. I think I want to be in that mix, yeah. in, in the South Texas mix. Yeah. I think I'd probably go with Mason, simply because yeah. then I get to coach in the puncher dome. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's cool. it. I'm yeah. going with Mason. Although Central. Shiner has some fringe benefits itself. Hill, <laughs> Hill country, man. Uh, and six-man football, I would want to do it at Trent. So I could coach the, Blub. Gr- coach the gorillas. <laughs> I'll coach the Trent coach gorillas. Team the gorillas. Just the coach team called the gorillas. That's it. That's the whole reason. All right, last one. We'll get out of here. For the last one, uh, at SnowLion53 asked, is a hot dog a sandwich? And we have had the debate before as to whether or not a taco is a burrito, and that one lasted quite a long time. So I was interested mm. to hear your opinion. No. Give me, give me your opinion real fast without, like, an explanation. You no. say no. No. I say, okay, then we all agree. Okay. Darn it. Because here's, here's the whole reason, <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. If I hand you... You go to you go to the baseball game. Yeah, give you a hot dog. What's that? What did I just give you? Hot dog. A hot dog. Yeah. Now, I take the meat out of it and I hand you it. Mm-hmm. What did I just give you? It's a hot dog. It's a hot dog. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the bud is the bun is superfluous to the idea of the hot dog. Yeah. The bread is obviously what the, what we're getting into a conversation about with a, with with is it a sandwich, right? Mm-hmm. You can remove the bread and it is still a hot dog. Yeah, doesn't work with it. If I give you a if I give you bread, turkey, bread, and I hand it to you, what I'd give you? Sandwich. Right. If I just hand you the meat, what I hand you? Yeah, just turkey. Turkey. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the difference. That and some. You know what? I was on team hot dog is a sandwich for a long time, <gasps> and then someone explained it to me that way, and I was like, you're exactly right. right. My mind has been changed. <laughs> And, and I, I always would say, think yeah. too. Most of the time, when you think of a sandwich, most of the time it's it's two pieces of bread or mm-hmm. like two buns. Yeah. I guess like they're separated. Like a hot dog goes all like it's all the way around. It well, is connected. Yeah, but okay. But in that in that case, most see, I disagree time. with you because like what what if you go to like what if you go to like Subway right or you go to one of those sub places where they just cut it down there and then they they fold it like that. It's still connected. But when you start to eat it, a lot of the time, I mean, I feel like they disconnect most most of the time. You're saying that if the disconnection does not impact the stability and integrity of the sandwich, then it's a sandwich. Yes, I think. Yeah. Your no, your argument was way better. I was just adding I, like yeah. a 
a other little side piece there about the bun itself instead of the actual hot dog. Does anybody else do, do you have anything else to say about hot dog and sandwich? No, I think this debate's dumb. I think it's a hot dog. I think it's a hot <laughs> dog. Wants to get out of here. No, no, no. I'm serious. Like no, like when when I got this question, I was like, did somebody really ask us? This? I, like, I think this, this I think it's like dumb. it's a it's it's one of those fun internet debates that like the more you think about it, the it's less fun trying, it gets. It's people trying too hard. It's it's trying people too trying, hard, right? Like, no, the a, taco yeah. and burrito is a lot easier, a lot more fun yeah. because I think that there's actually like some some meat to that conversation. Right, now I want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving too. Tepper's shutting down the computer. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Ashley Pickle and Ishmael Johnson, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please can get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you Monday on Texas Football Today. Stay dry.